What the hell are you thinking is the show that talks about everything you thought you knew? I mean, well, not everything. We, we don't do math. But the kind of things that make the world the way it is today. Confusing, annoying, contradictory, and often extremely stupid. Join host Dave Bledsoe as he explores the past 50 years or so and explains how dumb things were then and why they're even dumber now because those things happen. You can listen every Monday morning at whatthehellpodcast.com or on your favorite podcast app. So you're the little girl that's been causing me all this trouble. She's pretty, Angel. Well, skinny. Still don't understand why it couldn't work out with you and my faith. Guess you kind of just have strange taste in women. Yeah, well, what can I say? I like them sane. Look. Angel. Well, I wish you kids the best, I really do. But uh, if you don't mind a bit of fatherly advice, I, uh, I, I just don't see much of a future for you two. I don't sense a lasting relationship. And not just because I plan to kill the both of you, but you've got a bumpy road ahead. Welcome to another episode of Boys Watching Buffy. We're just two boys watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer for the first time and giving our review, our reactions. We're your hosts. I'm Joe Welke. I am Vance. And today we're talking about Season 3, Episode 19, titled Choices. Directed by James A. Contner. Written by David Fury. The original air date was May 4th, 1999 to an audience of 5.04 million people. And uh, we got some stuff going on. This this story's progressing. Story's progressing here, Vance. It is. It is progressing. It's moving along, headed into the finale. Yep. We're, we got some momentum going. We've only got like two or three episodes left until the finale. And then we can uh, finish this podcast. It's over after this, right? <laughs> yeah. <I think> we, <laughs> we, we really did say we were only going to do the first three, right? Yeah, yes. Psych, everybody. Uh, we got you. We're pulling your chain. Are uh, we? Are we? <laughs> I am. I'll continue. <laughs> I'll replace you, Vance. I'll find another Vance. <laughs> Impossible. Impossible. Yeah. I'll replace you with Faith. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's how it works. <laughs> that's the most canon thing you could possibly do. <laughs> exactly. Uh... So, uh, yeah, there's not a lot of stuff at the top. I don't have any plugs. Uh, we don't have any shout outs that we need to do, I don't think. So should we just get into it? You got anything? No, let's just get into the episode. All right. Well, this episode starts with a recap of Faith's entire character from the moment she arrived to everything up until the last episode. And also a little bit of the mayor's recap and all about the Ascension, which was nice. And the actual episode opens up with Faith hanging out with the mayor, and he got her a gift. He's like, all right, you can open your eyes now. And he, she opens her eyes, and it's a wrapped gift, so it doesn't really even matter that she had her eyes closed. <laughs> uh, and Faith is like, oh, you didn't need to get me anything. He's like, no, I just wanted to show my appreciation for you and all the stuff that you do for me. It's super awesome. You're so nice. I'm so happy to have you. So uh, especially after what you're going to be doing for me, next 
And Faith's like, what am I doing next? Is it something cool? And he's like, you need to pick something up for me from the airport. <laughs> She's like, this is so, but what? I'm a slayer, dude. And he's like, look, sounds like you're getting spoiled. I don't know why you're acting like this. It just seems like you're getting spoiled. And she's like, all right, all right. I'll, I'll pick up whatever you need from the airport. And then he hands her a plate of cookies. Like, cool. You want a cookie? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this relationship got real abusive-y. Like, it got real abusive this episode. You know, it's not uh, it's not all bells and whistles, you know? It's not all Yeah, a couple games, episodes yeah. it was all fun and games when he was like, kill your friends. Mm-hmm. Now it's pick up stuff from the airport. And have a cookie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, but Faith takes the cookie and he's, he's, and the mayor's like, oh, Toll House cookies, they're nothing without the chocolate chips. Enjoy that cookie and open up your gift. Open it up. I think you're going to really like it. She opens up her gift and it's a big old knife with like a gun hilt. It looks like, like a gun handle hilt and it's like this multiple. It's like bladed a bladed knife. It's like a split blade. Like the blade has a split in the middle. Like, I don't know. I mean, it, hey, looks, it looks cool. Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah, it looks cool. For it. a second when I saw the hilt, I was like, is this like a gun knife? Like the dude mm. from Final Fantasy VIII? That would be with awesome. With a gun sword? Squall Lionheart? But no, it's just a knife. And then we go to Buffy and Angel fighting vampires in the graveyard. And... You know, they they have some success. And then there's something that happens here that I was a little confused about. Maybe you caught something that I didn't. But Buffy just kicks a vampire and he stumbles backwards and he turns to dust. And it looked like he didn't get stabbed with a stake at all. Yeah, I did notice that. And I was wondering if the next line that she was going to say was regarding that. But it's Yeah, not. the next line she says after that, she goes, well, there's something you don't see every day. Yeah. And I was like, is this what the episode is going to be about? Mm-hmm. Like demon or vampires that just are turning to dust or something? And mm-hmm. But no, it just never gets brought up again. Like this demon or this vampire just turned to dust for no reason, it seems like. Yeah. <laughs> like I was like, oh, okay. And then it's not that. It's like, this is something you don't see every day. Oh, actually it is. And like, oh, okay. Yeah. Angel just kind of like no cells. He's like, all right, well, that was quite a night, huh? Yeah. And Buffy starts to get a little uh, upset because she turns to Angel and she's like, Angel, you feel like we're kind of in a rut, huh? Are we in a rut? And Angel's like, what do you mean, babe? She's like, we never go anywhere else except for graveyards. This is what our lives are going to be like when I'm, you know, 50 and you're, well, you're going to be the same age, but I'm 50 and we're just going to be hanging out at graveyards. You never take me anywhere n- new. And then Angel's like, I took you to that vampire nest by the beach. I thought that was kind of nice. I was like, really? This is the moment that Buffy realizes that the fact that she's dating an immortal vampire that she can't have sex with might have problems. Yeah. <laughs> like, did you... He's even brought this up before. She's like, no, it's fine. Dude, they're in such a state of denial. It's crazy. <laughs> Which is like par for the course for Sunnydale students. So. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, But then eventually they're like, you know what? Whatever. It's fine. Let's just go back out on uh, patrol. Let's still be uh, fighters of the Nightwalkers. And then uh, 
it's Buffy at home studying, and she's uh, sitting there, and her mom is like, Buffy, Buffy, how come you never told me? And Buffy's like, I'm sorry, and she starts pulling at her ears, and she's because she stole her mom's earrings. What a what a nice gag. Uh, and uh, Joyce is like, Yeah, no, it's not about the earrings, Buffy. You never told me. You got into Northwestern University. How come you didn't tell me? That's awesome. You could go there. It's such a great school. You know who lives out there? Aunt Arlene. I'm going to call her. You should maybe think about it. And Buffy's kind of like, Mom, you know I can't. And Joyce looks at her like, can't what? Buffy's like, I can't decide where I want to go. I mean, I got into other places. Maybe I don't want to go to Northwestern. And the mom is like, I'm going to call Aunt Arlene anyway. (laughs) I'm going to tell her that you got into Northwestern. Why did Buffy apply to college? Yeah, dude, you have to pay a bunch of money and write essays and fill out forms. Why would you apply to a college that is so far away? Did you think that this Slayer stuff was just good, like a temporary thing? Also, there's an episode where Giles is like, you have to start thinking about your future and what you're going to do. And yeah. she's like, what are you talking about? I'm going to do this. And he's like, well, your education is important. I'm like, none of that is important if the world doesn't exist. Exactly. And none <laughs> of that's important if she gets killed. Yeah. Um, so it is it is wild. Like, I figured the only places that she would apply are... Hellmouth. Uh, Hellmouth U, uh, UC Sunnydale, mm-hmm. which is a college that exists in this uh, show, Sunnydale Community College, uh, or, you know, become a plumber <laughs> in Sunnydale. Because <laughs> then you can explore the underworld a bit more. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, Joyce is all jazzed about Buffy getting into Northwestern. Is Northwestern a good school? I feel like it I is a good it school. a bunch. Yeah. Okay. A lot of a lot she... of a lot of journalism students. Uh, a lot of like those uh, communicate. Like it's it's good. It's a good school. It's a solid. Okay. School. I don't know how she would have done it. Like if she's SAT... failing everything, but she got those good SAT scores. You know, SATs. And last episode, she cheated off that girl. Oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. She used to just cheat off of Willow this whole time, <laughs> yeah. dude. If I was Buffy, I would be cheating nonstop, dude. Dude, I would just have Willow hack into the school systems, which she can do easily. It seems. Yeah, yeah. Willow would oddly have a lot of reservations about doing that. I feel. Yeah. She'd be like, Buffy, this is wrong. It's like you hacked into the fucking medical records <laughs> to look at that guy that had brain cancer. Like that's yeah. private information. I'm not gonna do that for you, Buffy. Now let's hack into the mayor's mainframe and see who's. <laughs> so then the next scene is like such a weird scene out of context because it pays off but yeah it pays off but it's two just random guys having lunch on the quad one guy's got a brown paper bag and principal snyder makes his triumphant return and he goes up to the guy and he goes what's in this bag huh is this drugs and the guy's like, no, it's my lunch. And Snyder's like, is that the new lingo for drugs? And he opens the bag and it's just his lunch. And yeah. Snyder puts it back down and he walks away and says to the other guy, sit up straight, walks away. Like that's, I was like, is this all we're going to get from Snyder? To like, yeah, and I'm just like, to dangle the carrot of Snyder being in this school still? They were like, hey, yeah, this is a, we, we paid him for so many episodes. So he has to be yeah. there. <laughs> um, 
It is, he's it's got just bigger ra- fish to fry. And it's not even like characters we've seen before, too. It's just these two random guys, and some guy brings another guy a bag of lunch. Yeah. <laughs> like, who? What? Why? Yeah. Like, Snyder, what about the litany of dead bodies that, like, there's gotta, he has to know, you know? Has there been drugs at the school? There's band candy. Yeah, he was a part of that and seems to forget all about it, even though no one else forgot it. Yeah. But then the camera pans on over to Buffy and Willow and Oz. And they're talking about their college plans. And Willow got into every good school, every cliche good school that you could name. She got into MIT. She got into Harvard. She got into Yale. She got into Stanford. Oxford is the main one they talk about. Oxford. And Oxford was when they were maybe going to do that spinoff. Yeah. Her and Giles in London. Mm. But, uh, yeah, they're talking about, like, you got to Oxford? That's where they make Gileses. And she's like, yeah, <laughs> I could go there and be drinking tea and having biscuits and throwing trash in the bin and living in my flat and taking the lift. Mm-hmm. And uh, then she's also like, well, I also did get into UC Sunnydale, and that seems, like, pretty cool. Wouldn't even have applied there. Nope. Especially if you're just some run-of-the-mill schmuck that knows that it's on the Hellmouth. If you're applying to Oxford and Harvard, Sunnydale is like the automatic. You don't even apply. They just let you in. Yeah. That's early admission. That's your safety school. That's, like that's the very, earliest, very big safety school. That's one of those real early admissions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Uh, but... Then we pan over to Xander, who is reading Jack Kerouac on the road, and he's waxing poetic about, you know, I think I'm going to just do a life on the road. I'm going to be a vagabond. And he starts quoting Kerouac, and everyone's looking at him like, dude, you're such a douche. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Cordelia walks by and confirms what everyone's thinking. She's like, dude, you're such a loser. Like, why? <laughs> It's funny how, like, Cordelia always walks by just to insult them, like, at the exact right time with the perfect zinger. It's almost like someone wrote this show. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So she walks by, calls him a loser, and Xander's like, oh, here comes Cordelia with this week's uh, can of venom or whatever. And he's like, well, where'd you get into, Cordelia? Huh? What are you doing for college? And Cordelia's like, it's not your freaking business, buster. And then people turn to Buffy and they're like, well, Buffy got into Northwestern. What's Buffy going to do? And Buffy, well, they, they, Xander and Cordelia keep going back and forth and insulting people. And then Buffy says, Hey, try to take a breath between insults guys. Mm -hmm. And Cordelia turns to her and she goes, I'm sorry, Buffy, but this conversation is reserved for people that actually have a future. And then walks away. I was like, dude, Cordelia should write for, like, the Friars Club roasts, dude. Like, she is good. <laughs> she hits hard. Like, those are so low when she says those. And, like, yeah. Buffy is, like, knocked out. Like, she's been punched by vampires all night. And then that hit <laughs> really knocks her out. Yeah, man. I mean, she just, like, shuts down like a robot. Like, her head drops and she's <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. And then uh, Cordelia walks away and the rest of the gang is like, don't worry, Buffy. Cordelia is just, you know, being a bitch like usual. She's being really Cordelia today. Yeah. And Buffy is still like <laughs> seven mile stare. Just like, oh, 
Buffy in this episode is like, if anyone says anything to her, it immediately influences her whole thought process. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except for Joyce. Joyce is like, you should go to Northwestern. Buffy's like, fuck you, mom. Well, no, it doesn't. It, it, it does affect her. Oh, she, you're right. Because she, she's like, I the very next go. scene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The next scene is uh, Buffy talking to Wesley and Giles in the library. And she's like, well, I got into Northwestern and I kind of want to go. What are you going to do? And Wesley's like, absolutely not. You can't. I forbid it. And Giles is like, you got a Northwestern. That's awesome. <laughs> Wesley does this thing where he's like, by the power invested in me by the Watcher's Council, I deny it. Yeah. And then he like crosses his hands <laughs> at his neck and like like they have some kind of secret handshake. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, that settles it. Like, <laughs> I was like, you guys have no power. As we've seen in these several episodes that he's yeah. been a part of. But Puffy's like, this sucks. You can't just do this to me. And Wesley's like, dude, are you forgetting that you're a slayer? And Buffy hits him with the, are you forgetting I'm also a human being? He's like, we don't treat you guys like human beings. We lock you in a place when you turn 18 and you guys mostly don't survive. So no one yeah. has ever had to go to college. Exactly. <laughs> But can't you be more like Faith than just not even to go to school? Yeah, be a fucking bum. Get a tattoo on your arm. How much older <laughs> is Faith supposed to be? I have no clue, dude. Okay, yeah. Cause it now, seems yeah. like she's supposed to be older, but I, I guess she's so, not. Man. She's at least 18. You got to be 18 to get a tattoo. I we think, all know Faith I is, a, is, a, is a rule follower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> But Buffy lays out a whole plan where she's like, well, what if I go to school and you guys take care of the lower level, you know, run of the mill, most of the episodes of the show, demons, and I'll come back for the season finale arcs, <laughs> you know, during breaks and I'll midterms and shit like that. It's like Sarah Michelle Gellar's trying to get out of the show <laughs> while filming <laughs> it. <laughs> Um, yeah, because yeah, well, Wesley's biggest argument is like, "Hey, we still got this mayor thing to deal with," and she's like, "Fine, we'll get deal with that, and then handle the rest." Yeah, yeah, Buffy's like, "Why don't we? Like, why are we waiting for graduation day? Why don't we strike first? Why don't we go right to the mayor?" And Wesley's like, "No, we can't do that. We don't know what he's up to." And Giles is sitting there listening to all this, and he's like, "Buffy's right. We probably should take the fight to the mayor." And Buffy's like, cool. And he's like, well, if you're going to do this, you better have a plan, Buffy. And Buffy's like, oh, I didn't know that I was supposed to have a plan. I thought I was just going to, you know, go in there and attack him and figure shit out. And Giles' like, you need to have a little bit more of a plan than that. <laughs> and then so Buffy's like, all right, I'm on it. I'll figure out a plan. We'll do it. And then she walks out. Giles is like, I'll research some stuff. And Wesley's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Why does no one respect me? So, then we have uh, an old-timey-looking airplane landing at the airport, and this dude with a face tattoo and a neck tattoo gets out, and he's carrying this box, and there's a limo at the airport and some random vampire that we've never seen before, and the dude from the airplane's got a big old box that he's carrying, and he goes, all right, is the mayor in the limo? And the vampire's like, no. And then the guy with the box is like, I was told that the mayor was supposed to be here in person. Where's my money? 
and then he goes to open the door or something like somebody goes to open the door oh the vampire goes to open the door to get the money i guess well, no, no he tells them uh, uh he he goes to say um is he in there he's not i'm supposed to take you to him i want my money okay mm. the price just went up mm. and then he gets shot in the back with an arrow yeah because faith has been lurking behind him and she is now a bow and arrow expert i would have loved if she had a little like oh fuck yeah i did that moment because we saw her trying and struggling with the bow and arrow before yeah but now she instead we get to see her struggle to hop down off the rooftop yeah instead of just cutting away they show her like throw her hair back jump down jump down again and walk over and i was like just cut (laughs) just cut away like this does not make her look like super athletic or anything yeah it's the weirdest moment after a hero shot but once faith does come down we find out that the box has been handcuffed to this tattoo face guy's hand and the vampire's like well great what are we going to do now then faith takes out her gigantic knife and the vampire's like that's not going to cut through steel sweetheart and face like I ain't gonna try and cut through steel. It'll cut through the bone. And then, and then she slides down off frame. And then the vampire looks like it's the most horrifying thing he's ever witnessed in his life. Right? You're an evil demon. Like as soon as she pulled out the knife, I was yeah. like, I know where this is going. Yeah, like we didn't need the vampire to be like, "Wow, you're fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> you're fucked up." I kill people and drink blood, and like this guy's dead. But yeah, yeah. So now we have Buffy at City Hall, and she's doing her uh, spying behind a bush. And why is this not? Why has this not been the plan the whole time? Why are they fighting random vampires on patrol and not just staking out the mayor's office? I guess the streets still need to be cleaned up, you know? You know? Buffy lets half of them run away anyway. Hey, look, man. There's cops that are given uh, speeding tickets, and then there's cops that are also, you know, fighting murderers or whatever. But there's also a bunch of cops. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like one her. Just put her or Angel. Angel. What is Angel doing? Just have Angel stay out there. He's reading by candlelight in the mansion with a yeah. tank top on. He's brooding. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the limo shows up. Faith gets out. She's got the box. Uh, and then the limo pulls away. And Buffy, and this was like weird to me. Buffy seems decides to follow the limo. And I was like, what? Why would she do that? But. It pays off, and it's very fun. Yeah. So Faith gives the box to the mayor, and the mayor is so stoked. And he's like, well, where's the guy? Like, I was supposed to pay that guy. Do we pay him? And Faith's like, no, I killed him. And the mayor's like, you you are something else, lady. I like your, the cut of your jib. You're, you just saved me a bunch of money. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was going to be more upset about it. That's what I thought, too. It's like yeah. leaving a, a trail of uh, shit behind him. No, just like, oh, I, that's my guy. He gets me my stuff from South America. Like, I need him to get other stuff later. I guess the cinch is supposed to be the end-all, be-all. But, like, mm-hmm. what is money? What is money at this point? Yeah. 
but the mayor is super elated and faith is sitting there and and the mayor says this he goes you know you're the perfect person to have be a part of my team you're all the slayer i need if buffy summers came in here and decided that she wanted to switch teams and join us i would tell her no i got all the slayer i need with faith and then faith looks really sad and then the mayor's like oh sugar sugar boo you all sad about because i said the b word you still upset about that and faith's like no no i'm not and he's like don't worry about it i won't bring it up again well key moment here he's like oh you're right about her. don't even worry about her and her getting uh angel or whatever she's like it's fine she can be with angel i don't care He's like, yeah, yeah he's making fine. it seem like her well, issue is like that Angel turned her down. Well, she makes it seem like it. She says something that makes it seem like that's her issue. And I was like, is that the big yeah. issue? That she had a real crush on Angel? Yeah, like, I didn't think that she did. I thought that she was just trying to take the soul out of it. Yeah, her. but this scene made it seem like that's part of the dilemma. Maybe it's one of those things where like when you get turned down by someone that you think is in your league. And then you're like, fuck you. Dude, I'm better. than I'm out of your league. And then you want to be with that person even though you weren't interested in the first place. It's so much, though, because it also has to be like, oh, I was always jealous of you, too. Like, like, is this just a heightening of she's jealous of Buffy and now Buffy has another thing that she wanted that she can't have? I don't know. But Faith is like, whatever, I'm I'm not I'm not upset about that. Don't worry about it anyway. Yeah. She gets up and she's walking around. The mayor's talking about how happy he is that she got the box. And then Faith goes to open the box. And then the mayor slams it down. And he goes, oh, you don't want to do that. You do not want to open this box. So then we cut to the limo pulling up and parking. And the vampire parks the car. And he's just sitting in there. And he goes, here's a little clatter happening behind him. He looks behind him. And then to his right, he's like, oh, okay, that's nothing. And he looks to his left, and Buffy is punched through the window, the driver's side window of the car, drags the vampire out by his shirt collar, like bully style, and she goes, okay, so what's in the box? (laughs) That was very fun. Then it's Buffy at school the next day, and she's telling the gang that is the box of Gavrock. It's filled with some kind of demonic energy and blah, blah, blah. And then the gang is like, all right, well, we got to plan out our attack. So then Wesley's like, well, wait a second. What did you do with this vampire? What happened to the vampire? And Buffy's like, he met his end via Mr. Pointy. Nice little Mr. Pointy reference. I know. Like to, I like to have a little bit of Kendra seeping through. That's the only legacy yeah. that she leaves behind is Mr. Yeah. Pointy. I like that. I like that. Even but though we Mr. never Pointy see was, Mr. Pointy. Mr. Pointy yeah, well, looked unique. Yeah, Mr. Pointy was supposed to be bronzed, too. Yeah. So, so now she just names all of her stakes Mr. Pointy. Yeah, she's just calling everything Mr. Pointy. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so now the gang all has their plan. Uh, Giles shows up. He's got maps of the, uh, the, the layout of City Hall. And, and Willow's got her book of magic and they're all like all right so this is what the plan's going to be and wesley's like no we should not be doing this we shouldn't be doing this and buffy looks at wesley she goes look wes this train's already leaving you either hop on or get off the tracks and 
Wes is all butthurt that no one's respecting his authority. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Xander is sent to go get some supplies, some ingredients. He mm-hmm. knows his role. He's got the, the ingredient getting guy. Mm-hmm. And he's walking across town and he looks through a window of a store and he sees Cordelia with a dress and she's looking at it. She's admiring it. And Xander is like, huh, hmm, huh, I can't pass up this opportunity to potentially get my shit kicked in by Cordelia again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, this will this won't backfire at all because I'm smart. So he goes into the store and he goes, you know, Cordelia, I'm starting to think that your whole little display at lunch the other day was... A little something because you didn't get into any colleges. You weren't accepted into any place. And you're just trying to cover it up with all of these snide and insulting comments. That's what I think. Because if anybody interviewed you, yeah, you got the grades, you got the smarts. But if after an interview, no one would want you to be at their school. They probably said that we got our quota of insulting, rude princess types or something like that. And then Cordelia just looks at him and she is just like over this whole situation. And she goes, I got into USC. I got into <laughs> lists like all of these schools. She's like, I got into USC. I got into uh, like, what were something like that? Whatever. Colleges across the country. Yeah. She got into Duke. I know that. And then she walks over to her purse and she has all of her acceptance letters and she shows Xander. And then Xander looks at them all and he's like, well, uh, well, this is embarrassing. Um, uh, well, anyway, I'm off to go save lives. Have fun with your college bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I have lives to save. Um, so a couple college things. Normally, back then when you got a college acceptance, it was the big envelope. And the small yeah. envelope was the you're not accepted. And yeah. she had a bunch of small ones. But whatever. That's a little nitpick. And then... I don't remember having to do interviews with the colleges I applied to. Yeah, I had to write essays. Yeah, it was essays, but you didn't like, there wasn't Zoom. You weren't having Zoom calls with Northwestern when you were in California. No. Yeah. Also, who carries around their college acceptance letters? Like, like, you just have all (laughs) of them. I can't wait till somebody fucking asks me. I cannot wait. But Xander drops his, like, I'm going out to save lives. What you're doing is meaningless Mm -hmm. line. And then Cordelia looks like really remorse, like, oh. Yeah, I was like, what? what?" Yeah. And I I never believe she didn't get into college because we know that she's, like, she's the only one going to the library to do papers on Bosnia. She's literally (laughs) the only person we've seen go to the library to get a book. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And then also to hook up with Wesley, but also before, yeah, before Wesley, she went yeah. to get a book. Only other people and we also, saw like, was Jonathan and some random girl trying to look for something. That's true. Yeah, and like everybody looked at him like, "What the yeah. fuck are you doing here?" Like it's a library. Yeah. But Jonathan doesn't have any friends. Remember that. That's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the look of kind of remorse or something on Cordelia's face after yeah. Xander hits her with that line, I was like. What's this all about? I was like, man, this feels so set up-y. Like, it feels like yeah. we're setting up for something that 
has not been set up at all the whole season with her. Yeah. So then the gang looks like they got a black uh, minivan, not a minivan, but like one of those, one of those like uh, windowless vans and they pull up to city hall and they all hop out and, and Giles is like, all right, everybody be careful. And Wesley's like, all right, everyone, let's synchronize our watches. No one's wearing a watch. He's like, of course not. <laughs> 2100. Oh, oh, yeah. father, poppycock. <laughs> so the gang is like, all right, we got it. Giles is like, be careful, kids. I love you all. You're all my children. Uh, they leave. Giles offers Wesley some tea. They start to climb up to the roof. Then cut back to the library where Oz and Xander are putting together a spell. Uh, they got this big old urn pot thing, and it's up on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. And Xander's like, I got all the ingredients. And Oz is like, all right, cool. And there's a little confusion about which one's which and kind of meaningless, but whatever. Uh, well, so yeah, then- yeah. Well, there's just like a little moment of like how much Oz likes Willow. Just because yeah. she drew a diaphragm. He's like, that's my willow. Yada, yada. Yeah. She that's... drew Xander and and Oz. And Oz is a little guitar guy. And... Yeah. Which is, one, I don't know if she's a good drawer. Because um, Xander wasn't able to figure out that that was a guitar. He couldn't tell which one was them. Yeah, um, stick but, figures. But I do love that she drew it out knowing that Xander can't read. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she drew a picture book for Xander. <laughs> yeah. So now Buffy, Willow, and Angel are on the roof. And boy, do they have the fakest city backdrop <laughs> up on that roof. Yeah. It is so bad looking. It looks it's so like that silly. Sky, like that sky behind Mr. Trick in that one episode. Yeah, dude. It was bad. But uh, they open up the skylight and they look down and they see exactly where the box of Gavrock is. Why would it be just sitting on a table in the middle of a conference room? Dude, I have no idea. (laughs) I have no idea. We see later that the mayor has like secret hidden uh, cabinets and shit like that. Put it somewhere, anywhere else. That's under the desk, bare minimum. Yeah. Like, have it in a locked filing cabinet or something. It's like it's out because he wants someone to come try to steal it. Yeah. It's like a centerpiece in the middle of this (laughs) conference table. (laughs) Like, right under the skylight. Yeah. So, they open the skylight. Willow starts doing her anti-protection spell because Wesley was concerned that the the mayor put some supernatural... Uh, protection o- around the box of Gavrock and Wesley was right. Yeah, I don't know why no one else is thinking at all anymore. Yeah. yeah. And Willow achieves this uh, destruction of the protection spell and Buffy's like, nice, Willow. And then Buffy gets into a harness and is lowered down to retrieve this box Mission Impossible style. And it was so hilariously goofy. And I loved every second of it as it was happening. Yeah, I'm torn because of how dumb it looks. And this is Mission Impossible time. Like, this is where all the parodies happen. So, like, Mm. I'm sure people saw this and they, like, cracked up right away. Um, Because it was probably still fresh 
it was like it wasn't like we've seen this for like 20 years yet um and i'm just thinking like just jump down throw it up and jump back up yeah (laughs) we've seen her jump over gigantic fences and shit like that just jump like hold a stick and have her jump to the stick and pull her back up and the time it would take for angel to get her in this harness yeah would be so time consuming well it's not even a harness because as we see in a second it's like a whole pulley system that's well it's it's definitely like what they would every like marvel characters in on green screen so they when they're flying around so they can like float and pivot it's that pivot point on the hips yeah um which she uses for one kick later but yeah uh, it's it's so dumb they lower her down dun dun Dun, 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 dun. grabs the box screams at the top of her lungs got it <laughs> <laughs> just as she screams got it alarms start ringing <laughs> what is this alarm set up to like, i have no idea what is tr- what gets triggered because there's no nothing clue. on the table the table's just a straight wood table we've seen the top and bottom of it maybe there's lasers Yes, like he's got some lasers. If you're gonna do Mission Impossible, you have to do the like almost hitting the ground, sweat yeah. drop. Like you got to do, you got to go all in on it. Maybe they saw her on yeah. camera because we've established that there's cameras in the mayor's uh, in the city hall. You know, I I don't know, but alarms go off, and then Angel's trying to pull her back up, and he can't. Because the, the pulley system's jammed. Grab the rope, you idiot. This is the woman you love. Yep. Two vampires bust in. And they're looking at ain't Buffy. And Buffy's like, ah, it'd be really nice if somebody would pull me up now. Yeah. And rather than that, Angel jumps down. And then they start fighting these vampires. And Buffy does like a back backflip kick because mm-hmm. she's in the harness and... Eventually, she untangles herself from the harness, and then Angel and Buffy are just fighting these two demons while also playing keep away with the box of Gavrock. Yeah. The box that is has zero weight to it whatsoever. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, tossing this thing. Like, it looks like this big stone yeah. box. Well, I guess they are both super strong, but they're tossing it around like it's nothing. <laughs> I'm saying when it like hits people, it like bounces off like styrofoam. Like it doesn't have any weight to the thing. And I'm just yeah. like, if it had the weight, just throw it up. Yeah. But rather than that, they beat the shit out of these two vampires and then they trap them under a plain wooden table. <laughs> that was, it, I was waiting for them because there's a lot of like chairs they're, breaking and stuff and i'm like yeah just grab a piece of wood yeah there's table legs there's chair legs like break it off stab them yeah but instead they just incapacitate them for about three seconds yeah so they trap them underneath this table they run out of the room the vampires chase them they run out of city hall jump behind a bush uh giles and wesley distract the two vampires by driving off the vampires think that they got into the black van and they go chasing the black van, and Buffy and Angel slink away now, into the night. Here's my question. The black van, did they know that driving away was the move? 
to really distract them. I would love to got like an inside the car, like, oh, we're going to do this to drive them away. Not like, oh, crap, vampires, I'm scared. Yeah. You like know? it seems very uh, like it was not the plan at all. Like I would have never expected Wesley and Giles to like, this is the plan. I'm going to distract it. The vamp. Like what? Yeah, at least. And it's a good plan if you do it, you know. Oh, yeah. It worked out really nicely until we find out that it didn't. Uh, it would have if I don't know how he didn't. No, uh, they didn't. They didn't plan it out. They, yeah. they didn't plan it out well enough. Yeah. yeah, because the next scene is the mayor and he's annoyed and he's like, I just remodeled this conference room. Are you kidding me? When I did it with pack taxpayers money. Come on, guys. This is so bad. Also, my box is gone. <laughs> no he flips out more about the box he's like he gets mad about the box but he's like mayor cheery mayor about the room yeah uh which is funny that he paid to decorate that room that had a wooden table yeah that was the only decoration in that office well he like also chucks something after he's like my he box is gone yeah he hits the shit out of a chair like he puts a chair back up and he just hits it yeah um, but it's kind of obscured in the framing because the vampires are standing right there maybe that's some remaster stuff <laughs> they, the, the characters are actually moved in front of me <laughs> um i will i will commend him for doing something that most villains do in scenes like this like the master would have been really mean and killed one of his henchmen yeah but this guy did not and i appreciate no, that he doesn't want to get his hands dirty well it's also like killing them isn't really gonna like he doesn't have to take out his he's not like emotionally I, i'm just gonna kill a henchman like he's not yeah. gonna do that other fat guy creature that in the tub. yeah he's not gonna do a belt that's armed like get over here break a neck and yeah he just kind of reprimands him like come on yeah. guys yeah be more like this person that's coming in this so wait a second you're telling me you got incapacitated by a table <laughs> you're vampires this it's, is bullshit it's like it's wood yeah but he's like oh this sucks my box is gone and then faith comes in with her giant knife to willow's neck and she goes yeah your box is gone but look what we got here kid and the mayor's like completely turns around and he's like oh well there's that's my girl that's thank god i got you yeah cut to commercial very fun i get willow's been kidnapped a bunch Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's like the most weak of all of them, I feel like. She's the most important of all of them. Yeah, but physically very weak. You know what I mean? Like, she's easily grabbed. I think if they grab Xander, it might be a debate of like, do we get him? <laughs> but yeah, like, how moment. important is he? <laughs> like, they're, they're like, we got Xander, and then Jaws just hangs Click. up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah yeah have fun you're gonna <laughs> they release him like two hours later because of how annoying he is <laughs> it's like that Chappelle like stand up we have five black hello yeah, <laughs> five yeah, black yeah. Hostage. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh so then we go to the library and Buffy is pissed Buffy's like how could you all have let this happen and they were like, dude, we didn't 
plan on this happening. Like, it's just like she got kidnapped, I guess, when Angel jumped down to help you. No, they told her to go after she did her magic thing. Oh, really? They told her to go back to the van. Oh, yeah, she died okay. on the rooftop when this is happening. Okay. Um, and then Giles and Wesley are like, oh, we didn't know that she she was supposed to come down. So she mm-hmm. got grabbed like right away. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't because Giles did the thing of like we thought she was with you. Yeah, and I'm just like, guys, you guys are adults, and you're supposed to be protecting these kids. Like, you're supposed to be the brains behind this operation. Yeah, like they got they got Willow doing like her their jobs too. Like she somehow knows more about the books than they do. Sometimes I'm like, come on, guys, get it together. Yeah, she did more research than Giles, who is <laughs> this is literally his job. Yeah. Um, but. Buffy's like, well, we only have one option. We got to trade the box for Willow. The mayor wants the box. We want Willow. We, we just have to do this. And Wesley's like, absolutely not. We've got the box. We got to destroy the box. And Buffy's like, we need Willow. And then Wesley does the whole, you know, the, the debate of like, this could save thousands of lives, your family, your friends, everybody here versus the life of one person. I mean, I want to save Willow too, but I mean, we can't give up the box. Buffy's like, we got to give up the box. And then they're like, Giles, what do you think? And Giles is like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. And then everybody starts screaming. Mm -hmm. Oz, in a silent rage, walks over to the little spell pot that's on the pedestal and just chucks it at the wall. And it breaks. And everybody turns and looks at him. And he, he, I don't know what the look on his face is. Because to me, it looked like he was like about to shrug. But everybody's like, all right, we got to trade the box. Well, that that thing that they were supposed to make in that uh, cauldron, it was supposed to uh, was supposed to like destroy the box. So him destroying mm. that meant, well, we don't have the oh. thing to destroy the box. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, now so it's like together. it was a grand gesture. But I would like to talk about this scene. In this dilemma. Okay. I hate that they don't even try to come up with a plan B. Mm-hmm. Like, we just Make saw... Make a fake box? <laughs> we just saw them do, like, the craziest stuff where, like, Giles called in a favor and they faked that Angel was, like, turned back and, like, he was with Faith and, like, all of this stuff. Just to find out, like, what was happening. Mm-hmm. Now they have the box. And they're like, no, only plan is uh, just return a box. No, make a fake box that looks like a box. Make a trade plan that goes wrong. Find yeah. Like, there was no other thought. It was like, box trade, done. Yeah. Like, that. I was kind of thinking that they might come up with something more clever. But mm-hmm. they just go to the first possible solution. Like, whoa, we got to give them back the box. Like, think of something else, dude. Like, we got to think of something else. Like... You have you have some time. They're not going to kill her because they know they need the box. So, also we know that these people are stupid. Like and, we've and broken into city hall a bunch. Like just break in again and steal. <laughs> they also are holding the hostage and the box at the two locations that both people know about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the mayor could just be like, "It's in the library, isn't it?" And they could be like, "She's in the mayor's office, isn't she?" <laughs> like, yeah. Does it? It's, like, what is it? And even if they didn't know, like, if it, if, it, like, City Hall isn't big. 
Like if they're keeping her in City Hall, like take her well, away. City Hall should be big. It should it's be big, not, but Sunnydale's a one-star buck town. And there's like the one room that they almost all got burned to death in, maybe. I don't know. Uh, that yeah, was. that's true. I don't know where that was, but yeah. Yeah. But so, you have to like at, at minimum, you come up with a fake box. That's what I was thinking. To like, buy to you, come up with something to buy you a little bit of time. And they're like, wait, this isn't the right box. We got Willow, run. Like, mm-hmm. it, yeah. Especially since, like, there's no way to confirm that it is the real box because the mayor doesn't want anyone doesn't opening open it. it. Yeah. And, like, do and something. Do they know not to open it? <laughs> yeah. That would have been the first thing I did. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah, uh, I, I was on Wesley. I will say I was on Wesley's side of this argument here. You know what? There's a lot of people that are uh, supposed to be like assholes and bad people in this episode that I was like kind of agreeing with. <laughs> like even the mayor later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The mayor, I was like, damn, the mayor's making a lot of great points here. Mm-hmm. Um, but Wesley here, it's like even even if. They're like, we have to save Willow. Like, his point of, like, Don't we're saving thousands of lives. Yeah, we're saving thousands of lives. And maybe not give up the thing that we just risked our lives to do. And also, it was your decision to go in there when I said not to go. That's... I thought that he was going to rub that in Buffy's face a little bit more. It yeah, seemed like he was about to, and then he didn't. Yeah, he's a British nice guy. I think that line was just enough. He didn't want to double down on it. He did kind of like hint something like, remember, this was your plan. Yeah. I mean, that's and all he has to say. But after Oz breaks the uh, the spell pot, Giles is like, I'm going to call the mayor. And so he calls the mayor up. So then we go to Willow in captivity. He can just call the mayor like that, too. Right? <laughs> Willow's in captivity in some room with a bunch of boxes. <laughs> I wrote... They don't even tie her up. Right? Dude, she's just (laughs) wandering around. She is just in a closet in the room next to the room that she... Yeah. (laughs) What is happening? Like, they didn't chain her to the wall. Like, they chained Faith. Like, they didn't do anything, man. There's not even a guard outside the door that is supposed to be there. Not after... Not when uh, Faith and the mayor walk by. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's nobody. I'm like... Is the door just locked from the outside? Like, what? What is this? You would think that there'd be more guards. <laughs> Something. <laughs> but Willow's trying to break out through the window, and she's, like, shaking it. She's like, damn it. And she starts looking through all these filing cabinets, and she pulls one drawer all the way out. And in it is, like, two pencils, an eraser, and a couple of, like, office supplies. And you're just like, uh, know where this is going. <laughs> I saw those pencils. I was like, yes. <laughs> And then a vampire comes in. And he's like, "What's all this racket?" And Will's like, "I don't know. I'm just, you know, looking for stuff. You know, you should let me go, though." And the vampire's like, "I'd rather have a little tastier." And then he vampire fangs out, and he goes to bite her. And as he bends down, you see the floating pencil that Willow's been working on, and she stakes him with the floating pencil. And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" It's so cool. It's it, you see it coming. It's a great payoff because we had mentioned like she should start using pencils as weapons. Yeah. Well, when the drawer fell, mm-hmm. I I'm gonna be honest. I completely forgot that she had this f- magic floating pencil power. Oh, as soon as I saw the pencils, I knew what was happening. I, as soon as I I saw the pencils, I was like, well, 
she should grab one of those. And then when she's backing up and talking to the vampire and you plainly see that she has nothing in her hand. Mm -hmm. I was like, why wouldn't you grab the pencil? And then the floating pencil. I was like, oh, right. She can float pencil. Okay. (laughs) I was like, right away. I was like, this is going to be awesome. Yeah, Um, it was great. And I expect her to walk down the hallway with pencils floating behind her, just shooting them. Absolutely. That's exactly what she should have done. Um, I have a question of whether or not the weapons that these people use to kill the vampires disappear after they kill the vampire or they still exist in the material world. Because when Buffy Buffy stakes a vampire and Mm -hmm. yanks it back, she still has a stake in her hand. Yeah. But I've seen a bunch of times where, like, they'll stab them with something, like a a wooden stake that's, like, makeshift, not an actual stake that Buffy has had. And they'll just let it go. And then the stake disappears, too. So I guess, like, anything attached to the vampire disappears, too? No, I don't know. I haven't been paying that much attention to that. I I always think they should keep a weapon, but sometimes it's like, hey, this this is a one-kill, half-broken pool cue. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Willow escapes. Yeah. Well, she starts to leave. And then Faith and the mayor come out of the office, which is right next to it. Yes, it is. And Faith's like, well, you don't think they're going to come back tonight, right? No, they wouldn't be that stupid. And then they're just like walking and chatting. And they walk past the door that Faith, that uh, Willow's supposed to be locked in. Right? Yeah. There's nothing standing outside of it. Yep. There's no, There's no suspicion. There's no vampire. They just walk by it like, oh, yeah, she's in this room. She'll be fine. Yeah, the the mayor is talking. So Faith does say that line. Like, they'd be stupid to come back tonight. And then the mayor is like, Buffy Summers is like a dog. She will come. To, like, a, a dog's loyalty is is above all. And Buffy is loyal to Willow. So they'll, they'll definitely be coming back tonight. Because Buffy's a dog. And I had a dog. And it was nice. Blah, blah, blah. And there's no like, hey, let's ratchet up security because of this. It's like, let's do nothing. Nope. So after they pass by, Willow sneaks into the mayor's office and she's looking around and she looks into his cabinet full of demonic stuff. And she's looking down. She she crouches down. His, and his she... cabinet looks like a Spencer's gifts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a lava lamp in there. Yeah, it's like a couple of random, dildos. Random knickknacks and like if you're doing like a Halloween like wall. It's like, yeah. it's like stuff that it's like this got, isn't creepy. He's got skulls. He's got a he's got a glow in the dark weed leaf. He's yeah. got edible panties. Yeah. Like this isn't this isn't special. So Willow bends down and there's like a chest and she's like, Oh, I wonder what's in this chest. And then she looks up and she notices some button. It's underneath of the the uh, one cabinet, and she presses the button, and it, it reveals a secret compartment where the books of Ascension are. And she pulls them out, and she starts reading them. And she starts nerding out, like nerds ner- do. Dude, nerds out so fucking hard. And I was getting mad about what was happening. Same. Same. I was getting so mad. I'm so angry right now, even thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. I was getting so pissed. I mean, luckily, what happens later is a little bit of a payoff. I mean, it's all there, but it's like when characters don't have agency to save themselves, it just seems really weird. Right. Like you've just been kidnapped. 
held hostage mm-hmm. and overheard that they're planning to hurt your friends who are going to come to save you. And your plan is to just sit on the floor of the mayor's office and read five books. Yes. Start and to it's, finish. It's a montage of her reading. Like, it's like she's reading the shit. My thing was like, grab a book and book it. <laughs> exactly. Grab one because then he doesn't have all of them and leave. Yeah. Or take them all, rip out all the pages and scatter them across the thing because then he wouldn't know like the order or something. Or, which is what she does, rip out some pages and uh, take them with some you. Some important ones that she, through the five hours they left her to read the books. Like how <laughs> Dude, she was there for what seemed like forever. She went went through, unless she's a speed reader, she went through those books, all of them, and yeah. it must have been hours. And yeah, it was just like one of those things where I'm just like, you should be trying to get out of the mayor's office. Yes. I thought that she would take be- at least one of them and leave. Be- because even if she does take the pages, it won't matter if you don't get out. True. I would have, even if you're like, I don't think I'm getting out, I'll fuck up his plan. I'll take pages out, rip them up into little pieces and just confetti them. That would be better than just sitting on the floor and just being like, treating it like your angel at his house. Yeah. <laughs> Candlelight. Yeah. <laughs> she poured um, herself a glass of wine. <laughs> just keeps breathing. But instead of doing any of that, well, she does do the ripped out page thing as we yeah. find out later on. But Faith walks in and she goes, well... Look at the bookworm. And she, Willow looks up. She goes, oh, Faith. Faith is like, well, I was going to be nice to you, but, you know, you started to act a fool. So this is uh, this is just going to speed up your killing, kid. And then Willow's like, no, don't. And then Faith's like, hey, look, you're not going to give me this speech again. I heard it all before. Oh, we were your friends. You could have done differently or blah, blah, blah. And, and Willow's like, no, I'm not going to give you a speech. You fucked up. You made bad choices. You had a lot of good stuff going in your life. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, they're like, you're beyond saving. I'm like, I'm happy that happened. Because I'm like, are we still going to try to save her? Yeah. I worry that we are. So then Faith puts her knife up to Willow's face. She's like, I don't what, care. She punches her first. Oh, She's you're like, right. You you're hurt right, me. Right. I hurt you. I just do it. Yeah, I have a I do it a little bit quicker than yeah, you. Yeah. Willow gets up and she's like, "Yeah, you can hurt me all you want, but whatever. You're still a loser." And Faith pulls out her knife, puts it to her face, and then the mayor pops in. He's like, "Girls, I need to separate you two. <laughs> <laughs> I we've just been hanging out long enough for her to read the whole book. What yeah. have they been doing this whole time? No idea, dude. No idea. Uh." And then so the mayor comes over. He's like, knock it off, you two. I need to tell you about the most interesting phone call I just got. And then. Did he call his cell phone? Like, where? No clue, like, dude. They're in his office. Maybe Giles just tried a bunch of times. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, let me try the front office. Let me try <laughs> the treasurer's office, see if he's there. Can you put me in touch with the mayor? <laughs> oh, it's the mayor right here. I answered on the phone, and I'm always at the mayor's office and late at night. Uh, so now we have the gang in the cafeteria, and they've blocked off all the entrances. They've locked everything, and Buffy's like, this is the best way to do this. There's only one way in. 
there's only one way out. I don't want anybody trying to surprise us. They're going to walk in. We're going to see them. They're going to walk out. We're going to see them. And then all of a sudden, all the lights go out. And then Xander or somebody's like, oh, it looks like there are some surprises going to be happening. And then. Yeah, something like I can't I can't see much. And then uh, Angel's like, I can see just fine. Yeah. And I was like, all right, that doesn't help everyone else. Thanks. Thanks for bragging about being able to see in the night. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> Wesley and Giles are over there like, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> so the mayor comes in with uh, Faith and Willow, and he's got a, the two guard vampires from before. And the mayor is super jazzed. He's in a great mood. He's like, look at us. Mm-hmm. This is cool, right? We're doing a clandestine meetings by, by moonlight. We're trading stuff. This is cool. This is just like a movie. And everybody's looking at him like, what? (laughs) What's your deal, guy? And then the mayor starts dissing Buffy. He starts being like, dude, what are you? Yeah, I mean, you're the girl that's been giving me all this trouble, huh? I would have never thought this is what you, you know, you're you're cool, you're cute, but you're a little skinny. Yeah, that's Uh, when he starts talking about Angel picking her over. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why he calls her that, because he's talking about her picking buffy over faith yeah and he's like i don't know why angel would pick you over my faith faith is like so much better than you she's so much stronger she's cool and faithfully in the background looking like yeah (laughs) (laughs) she's i will say she's really good at that when someone's like giving her a weird compliment and they cut to her she always has like this great look yeah so then the mayor is like you know what? I'm going to give you guys some fatherly advice here before we do this trade. Angel, Buffy, you guys know this is never going to work, right? This is this is a bad relationship. And they're looking at him like, what are you talking about? Love conquers all. And he's like, well, uh, Angel, you're immortal. And Buffy, you're not. And Buffy, you're a slayer. And uh, Angel, you're a vampire. Uh also, it's not like you're going to have like any fun Sunday picnics. I, I just see a lot of like lurking in the shadows and by moonlight. And trust me, I know I've been down this road before. I had a wife and I married her back in 03, 1903, and it's 1999. He's like, I saw her, dude. It was tough as an immortal demon myself. I mean, she got old. She got ugly. She got senile. It was it was tough, dude. I had to watch her die. Well, he says like she got so bitter at watching him be young while she got old. Like, mm-hmm. like she got mad that she she's like, "Why aren't you getting old?" Yeah. <laughs> like, geez, like it's your old lady. You still got like the your young husband. Like, yeah, like that. <laughs> and then the mayor also drops the like. Not to mention that you guys can't bang. Like, if you guys bang, he turns evil. Like, what kind of a life is this? And he, like, walks up to Angel and he's like, dude, you're being selfish. He walks right past Buffy, who doesn't even turn around. Right? That's what was so crazy to me. And I was just like, if he had a stake, he could stake Angel right there and then backslap Buffy. And that's it. Dude, if he had a knife, he could stab Buffy. He's invincible. Yes. He could just kill them right now. It's unbelievable that she'd let him just like walk past her and like get up in Angel's face and be like, you can't fuck, you can't fuck. And he said during this thing, he's like, you guys aren't going to have a long time together. Also, because I'm going to kill the both of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah. Too. And I was like, why are they letting this guy monologue about their relationship this whole time? Yeah. And like, once he gets into Angel's face, he's like, dude, if this is the person you love, what you're doing is really selfish. Like, you're going to you're gonna do this to her? Like, this poor girl? Uh, is this what your purpose is? Is this why you got sent back from hell? I was just bringing that up. Uh, what was it, a couple, last episode or before? I was like, when, why did he yeah. come back? Is that going to come back into play? Why was he brought back from hell? Because there yeah. was a whole episode about that. And then the the mayor's just like hitting them like within the fields hard. Yeah, man. And I did not expect that at all. Well, I mean, he's making a lot of fucking yep. sense. Great points. Points they all should know. I have no idea why no one on the Buffy side has has like spoken up at all. Yeah. Like Giles Wesley hasn't said anything. Buffy's quiet. It would have been funny if Wesley was like, I tried telling them that. I tried telling them that. <laughs> like, they should just date underage girls like like regular human underage students. <laughs> but then after the mayor just kind of like gives Angel his like stink eye, like you are a selfish prick. Turns around and goes, make the trade. I'm done with these. <laughs> he's like, yeah. uh, he's so mad at Angel for dating Buffy. He's like, this is, uh. <laughs> Dude, when he says make the trade, it's so good. Because he just turns his back and they, they do it. It's so dismissive. I loved it so much. They just let him come in and just run shop on them. Yeah. Like Buffy didn't just go shut up and slap him or something like they did nothing well, she did say something like this isn't that's not your place to talk about this or some bullshit yeah, and they went on for another 15 minutes yeah <laughs> making great point after great <laughs> yeah. point after great point um so after he's like make the trade he walks back and this is when principal snyder busts into the room with mm-hmm. two cops and he's like that's it. Nobody move. Nobody do anything. And then everyone's like, oh, what the hell is this? And Snyder's like, are you all dealing drugs in here? I should have known it was you, Summers. And he grabs the box and he gives it to the cops. And I was like, if this is how this ends, that'd be amazing. I thought Snyder was dying right there. I really Oh, did. so did I. Because Faith pulls out that blade and she's right behind him. Yeah. And then Snyder turns around and uh, like Buffy says something like, Snyder, you do not want to be here right now. Mm-hmm. And then Snyder turns around and he sees the giant knife mm-hmm. that that Faith has just pulled out. And he's like, oh, fuck. And then the mayor steps out of the, <laughs> the shadows. shadows. Yeah. And he's like, Principal Snyder, it seems like we've had a little bit of a miscommunication here. And then <laughs> Snyder's like, oh, my God, Mr. Mayor, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were here. Oh, I didn't know you were here. Let me have your box back. <laughs> yeah. It's like the weirdest he goes from like scared to groveling. Well, he doesn't give the box back because there's a cop that has the box. And he's like, I'm so sorry, Mr. Mayor. I didn't mean to like overstep my bounds. And and the mayor's like, no, 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 I should apologize. I mean, look at us. We're here after school hours in the middle of the night, blocking off entrances, making trades. I I, I totally get why you're being, you know, uh, alerted to this. And as he's saying this. He looks over at the cop and the cop opens the box and out of this box. Can, can I say come, something before you say yep, what yep, comes yep, out yep, of the box? Yep. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who during this situation where the mayor is in the middle of what you think is a drug deal in the middle of the school, someone just handed you a box 
and you're mm-hmm. just like, ah, the mayor's talking. I'm not even gonna listen. What's in this box? Yeah. <laughs> like he's open. Like, like he's, why even open the box right there? Like I, I guess to like the pure curiosity. That drugs, maybe. The mayor is there, who runs the police department, basically. You know, like, yeah, yeah. But uh, rather than listen to the mayor apologize to Snyder and see Snyder be a good boy for the mayor this cop decides to open the box and out of the box jumps a spirit halloween big spider <laughs> just latches onto this guy's face and he's like ah, ah, ah. He falls backwards drops the box falls back onto his back and this spider has ripped his face clean off and the gang looks, and I think it's Wesley's like, oh, fucking Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, everyone jumps up. They're all freaked out. They're like, oh, God damn. After the spider gets off of the cop's face, uh, it scurries away. And then the other cop is trying to leave the room. And they're like, no, don't open the door. Nobody can leave. We have to catch that thing before it escapes. And as they're saying that, another spider comes out of the box and starts scurrying around. And then another, the the other, the original spider, I think, attacks the mayor's face. Uh, and it's sucking on his head. And I th- is it Faith that gets uh, that that spider off of his face? Yeah, she just rips it off and throws it around. And yeah, throws she, it on the she, ground again and still scurries off. Yeah, she rips it off, throws it, uh, it scurries away. Um, then Principal Snyder is horrified because he sees the mayor whose face is all chopped up. He sees the mayor completely heal his face. Mm-hmm. And Snyder's like, the mayor is not a good guy. Wait a minute. I don't know what he's thinking. Like, he is freaked out. I don't know exactly what he's thinking, but he's definitely freaked out by that. And, and this to is- the point where I'm like, okay, this seems like something that has to stick, Principal Snyder. You can't come back next episode and be like, Buffy, you troublemaker. Like, like, you all dosed me with PCP. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. Well, now, this is where I was confused. Because the, the Principal Snyder looks horrified and confused as to what's going on. Mm-hmm. But he knows that they're living on a hell mouth. Because he talked about it to a cop in a previous episode. Yes. And he also is like... I cover stuff up with drug stories like PCP. So he knows that like all of this shit is like there's demonic activity going on. So like what happened to that storyline? Good, good, good point. If anything, he should have bust in there and be like, oh, here you go, Mr. Mayor, and handed the mayor the the, the box. Yeah, he like he was working mayor. with the mayor. Well, he didn't even know the mayor was going to be there. He was just going to get the box himself because he, mm. because I guess the mayor put out the word or something. You know, like. His whole thing was like, yeah, call the mayor. I'd love to see you call the mayor. Like, that was his threat to Buffy's yeah. mom all the time. But now it's... Now I don't know. You're right. I don't know what's going on with him. Yeah, he shouldn't be, like, that surprised because... He could be surprised because the mayor hasn't always been invincible. Okay, fair. Well, he is ageless. He's ageless, but he just became invincible in that episode where he became invincible. So I think he well, could what? still die. Like, like how like what, like angel bef- could like angel could die but he wouldn't he can't like fully yeah. regenerate 
Is the mayor a, the mayor's not a vampire though? Like no, how is he a, ageless? He's, not a, he's he's something. We don't know what we, he is. I guess really. we're gonna figure out in the next three episodes. But yeah. like, yeah, what, just, what yeah, dark yeah. magic is associated with him right now? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a good point. Why is Principal Snyder shocked that the like what is Pr- Principal Snyder's role in all this? What is his level of knowledge? Well, it makes it seem like in this one that he's literally just a clueless principal. Yeah, and that he thinks everything is drugs. and Well, he knows that not everything is drugs because he uses drugs to cover up demonic activity. Yeah, he's covered up vampires and called them like uh, crackheads going crazy or something. Yeah. Um, he knows about the hell mouth. He, he works with the police to cover things up. I mean, no yeah. Problem. That's that's a good one. I wasn't even thinking about that because all the weird stuff that was happening. But yeah, good point. I do like that the mayor, uh, not the mayor, the principal Snyder, he uh, takes a chair and he's using it as like a defense weapon. Though. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought that was really cool. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, uh, Buffy goes and she walks over to close the box. And as she closes the box, a spider jumps on her from the ceiling. She's like oh shit they got a fucking spider on me (laughs) it's the same thing that happened to her in that egg episode where she's like looking around and just dropped down from the ceiling somehow (laughs) (laughs) um so buffy quickly uh squishes this by just like falling onto her back yeah i was like that was easy yeah right you can just step on these things right so she does that it's guts are everywhere it's just Mm -hmm. like a regular spider that you can squish i guess yeah um and then they're like, all right, well, there's one more out there. There's one more. And everyone's like looking for it. And it starts crawling up the wall next to Wesley. And then Faith takes her gigantic knife and she chucks it at Wesley's direction. And Wesley's like, oh, shit. Yeah. And he ducks and the knife kills the spider on the wall. And then the mayor uh, takes the box. And it's like, there you go. We got the box. You got Willow. This is over. I'm going to close this. And then he's like, is that all? Somebody says something like, is that it? Is that all that was in there? Was it spiders? He's like, oh, there are 50 billion of those spiders in this box. And you don't want me to open this son of a bitch. Because who else is invulnerable here? He's like looking around. (laughs) Yeah, he's holding the box like it's all. This is the box that they tossed around haphazardly. Yeah, dude. And it During didn't a fight open scene. at all, <laughs> they were bouncing it off the wall, dude. <laughs> they were kicking it between each other, dude. I thought as the mayor left, he was gonna open the box and unleash like you know five or six of them spiders in there. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was gonna be his like trap deal, and then no, have to because fight I think he needs to eat them for the thing to happen. Ugh, gross. I don't but, know. Uh, Something's supposed to happen with these things. Yeah. So as the mayor's leaving, uh. He's like, all right, I'm out of here. And then Faith is there, and she's, like, looking at her knife that's embedded in the wall. She really, It looks like she really wants to go back and get that knife. In the- yeah, like, to the point where it, they almost try to cheat it, where it looks like she's de- deciding whether or not to go join Buffy's team, yeah. the Scooby gang, or the mayor. But she's, like, looking at that knife like, I want my knife back. Yeah, she looks like she's going to miss that knife like she lost a friend. I was like... Can someone just hand that to her? Because I feel bad for her. Like like when she threw it, I was like, oh, yeah, she wants that knife back. And the mayor's just like, come on. Yeah. And so she she leaves. Why didn't she just run over and grab it? Right? 
Say something, you do something, pull it out of the wall and go, I'll be taking this and then, you know, walk away. Yeah. Just hold the dead thing up and, and uh, Wesley's face just freak him out. Yeah. And then, scream and then walk out. Yeah, that would have been good. That would have been fun. But nope, she just leaves the knife in the, in like, the wall there. That knife meant so much to her. It's so crazy. <laughs> well, it's because earlier Willow was saying, like, look at you. You, you had a bunch of friends. Now you have nobody. And, she's and like, then the mayor him. comes in. He's like, I got this guy. And like, you he's still, like her father figure, yeah, but abusive and crazy. I don't think Buffy would go that crazy now if she dropped her clotter ring. I know it, <laughs> you know, like I'm just, <laughs> or that Jesus cross he gave her. <laughs> like, what about the book of Brazilian poems or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> the sonnets. Yeah. The sonnets. Uh, yeah. Like, like, oh no, don't no, take that. Don't That's my favorite book. <laughs> I guess I gotta go. Yeah. Well, if you have to take that, I mean, I guess it's for the greater good, right, Angel? <laughs> I just thought Faith's emotion in that scene was like ratcheted up to a level. That was yeah. like really intense. So Faith and the and the mayor leave. Buffy goes and she grabs the knife from the wall and oh no, no, no. that's after. But uh, but Faith and the mayor leave and Principal Snyder is left there. He's got his chair on his chest still. And he looks back at the Scooby Gang and he's like, "Why couldn't you have been dealing drugs like normal people?" And he just walks so away good. with the chair. So <laughs> good. It was awesome. But yeah, now, now thinking about like him having known about the Hellmouth, it makes no sense. Yeah. It was a funny moment. It was but funny yeah, line. It makes but yeah, no sense. Like, yeah. And then this is when Buffy takes the knife out of the wall and she's like, okay, I've got this knife. So. Ooh, so Buffy's going to use that knife against her arch rival. Against her former friend. Faith, whatever her last name is. I think that we found it out. What is it? Oh, I don't know. Oh, it was on the Discord. Discord. <laughs> I know Kendra is Kendra Young, I think, right? I really didn't pay any attention to this. Well, <laughs> whatever. Uh, she's going to use the knife against her or maybe against the mayor. Who knows? That knife is going to come into play again like Mr. Pointy did. To. She stared at it with such intensity. Yeah. So it's the next day at school, or the same night at school. They're back in the library. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, Willow's telling the gang about her escape. And she's like, yeah, I was in this room and I floated a pencil. I killed a vampire. And then I was looking at the books of Ascension. And G- Giles is like, stop it with this bullshit. I don't want to hear it. Do you have any information about what the mayor is up to? Did you figure anything out? And she's like, well, I was reading the books of Ascension. And they were, you know pretty dense man like they're really long and could have shortened it up and giles is just looking like you fucking giving me nothing and then she's like yeah, there were a couple of pages that seemed important but they're really hard to read so i ripped them out for you and she pulls them out from our butt and she gives them to giles and giles is like fuck yeah dude i knew you were the best of us <laughs> i I shit all over Xander because of you, and I am justified in doing that. I wrote in my notes that Willow is truly the best of them. Yeah. Based off of the next scene. (laughs) But before we get to the next scene, Wesley is annoyed with Buffy, and Buffy's like, see, we saved the day. We got Willow back. 
And Wesley's like, yeah, but they have the box. They have the books of Ascension. They have all this shit. Seems like we're back right where we started, huh? And Buffy's like, shut up. <laughs> My boyfriend's going to live forever. <laughs> um, so it's the next day and Buffy and Willow are on the quad. And Buffy's sitting there brooding. She's got her long black leather trench coat on so you know she's in a mood. And uh, she's sitting alone by a tree. And Willow's got her red overalls and her red sweater on underneath of it. It's interesting because she she had on her witch garb. Mm-hmm. Her like... Her like yeah, like those uh, things that they hang in... in uh, oh, fuck. Tapestries. That uh, women that claim to be witches hang in their rooms. Well, yeah. Her outfit's like very like flowy one piece. That's this like red like dress type thing that she's been wearing when mm-hmm. she's going to do her witchcraft and now she's back in school and she's back in the overalls <laughs> yeah. so willow goes over and she's like looks like you're brooding there buffy buffy's like yeah i'm just thinking about how i'll never be able to leave sunnydale and my life is tied to this i'm kind of a prisoner to this place because uh i'm a slayer and i have to stay here for this hellmouth bullshit so looks like i'm gonna be going to uc sunnydale <laughs> And then Willow's like, you know what? It's funny you should mention UC Sunnydale. Because I'm going to be going there with you. And Buffy's like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You should not be doing this. You got into Harvard. You got into Yale. You got into all these great schools. You got into Oxford. Before she says that, she tackles her with joy. Oh, yeah, that's true. And then it's this wide shot again. And they, like, roll around on the ground. And it's like, yay! And they don't cut to like the close-ups of them getting up. They slowly roll over in the wide <laughs> shot and sit up. And then they go, oh, hey. Like they have these awkward moments that you normally cut out of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like just watching the two actors get back into new positions <laughs> and go like, hey, wait, you shouldn't do this. I was like, why did, like, why did we cut into a close-up of them falling? Yeah, like, that's true. That, just, that was an awkward it was just, long time. It was just so awkward. Yeah. But yeah, Buffy's like, no, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do this. And and then Willow's like, you know what? I know it's kind of silly and stupid that I would do this. But when I was kidnapped and I was sitting there and I was thinking about, you know, what I'm really doing. I was reading the books of Ascension. I killed a vampire with a floating pencil. And I realized there's more important things to life than, you know, going to school at Oxford and, and going to school at Harvard and I want to. I, I was like actually fighting evil. Like I know that you've been fighting evil for a long time. You're a vampire slayer, but like as I was fighting evil, I was like, "This is what I'm meant to do. This is what I want to do." So I'm gonna stick around. I'm gonna go to UC Sunnydale, and I'm gonna fight evil with you, Buffy. And Buffy's like, "Yay! I'm not gonna be alone next season. I don't have to recast people." <laughs> And I love that she wants to fight evil with her life. And that's what I was like, okay. Because I knew they were going to make her go to the college. Yeah. Right. And I was like, how are they going to do it? Mm-hmm. And like her saying, I want to actually fight evil. And that's what I want to do with my life. It's like, hey, I want to be a doctor. I want to save lives. And it's like, all right, that's fair. And yeah. it does make you one of the better ones because you're sacrificing like doing everything else. Well, and then really. she also wants. Well, she also wants to practice being a wicked. She wants to practice, I mean, and also, you see, Sunnydale's not a bad school, Vance. She can design her own curriculum. Yeah, her whole curriculum would be like she could probably teach at the school now. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Her um, and Oz. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be professors like as soon as they walk in. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's fun. And she's going to learn practice more witchcraft stuff since she's the go-to witch, even yep. though she can't figure out how to get Amy the rat back into yeah. her body. Yep. And she probably won't. She'll be like, I if I let her not be a rat, then she's the go-to witch. So yeah. you're going to stay on that little wheel there, Amy. <laughs> and Amy was a little cold to try to just turn herself into a rat and disappear and leave us to burn. So True. Yeah. Um, and then they have like this awkward line of like, well, isn't that funny? Like, it, it, nothing is ever as it appears, right? You think you know one thing and you look at it and then you realize it's not what it is at all. And then we cut to Cordelia with that sparkly dress again. And she's looking at it and she's admiring it. And then a lady comes from the back and she goes, Chase, are you going to fucking finish stocking all this stuff? You got to get to work. You're just a lazy ass bum. Get back to work. I don't pay you to sit around and look at my dresses. Go back to work. And she leaves and Cordelia puts the dress back on the rack. And she picks up a box and walks off. And it's like, oh, Cordelia wasn't going to buy the dress. She works at the dress store. Oh. Yeah, I'm like, wait, so her parents, like, can't afford things anymore? Has she always worked at the dress store and paid a lot for expensive clothes? Like, did she not go to Aspen for vacation or Mexico or something? Like, yeah, was she making all that up? Is she going? Is she working at this place to pay for college? Like, I've seen her car. Her car yeah. is nice. Like, says Queen C. Did, did the uh, did the recession hit or something? Like, what 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 are we doing here? Like, yeah. this is my thing of like, okay, now she might have to stay in Sunnydale, and now I'm like, mm, that seems forced. Yeah, but I think she's uh. I think she's going other places anyway. Yeah, we know she's going other places. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but how we get there, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, it seemed like really shoehorned in. And I was like, maybe <laughs> did her parents cut her off or something? Like, what happened? And like, are we supposed to feel... It's this weird thing where we're not supposed to feel bad for her. It's like... Yeah. Sorry. They've nope. tried to make us feel bad for Cordelia so many times. And like, they're they've been successful. But this time, I don't care. No, it's so like tagged in there. It's like it's not even a cool reveal. Yeah. Yeah. So then we go to Buffy and Angel and they're having a little nice graveyard picnic. It was a graveyard picnic. Yeah, the fact that they're sitting on a picnic blanket leaning on a headstone. It's just... Dude, I was thinking about like how disrespectful it is. <laughs> like they're just leaning up on some poor person's fucking headstone having a picnic on top. It's just like, dude. I always think about that with the uh, the Hollywood Cemetery. Yeah, I think about that too. They, if you don't know people that don't live in Los Angeles, there's this huge cemetery in Hollywood called Hollywood Forever Cemetery, and they have outdoor movie screenings there. And you can just like plop a picnic thing on there, and you're you're enjoying like a horror movie, like Freddy versus Jason, on top of a bunch of dead people. Yeah. And it's not always horror stuff. It's just like oh, random yeah, yeah. movies. It's just like it's like the summer movie. There's like rooftop movies and movies outside and stuff. And like the Hollywood Cemetery is like the biggest. They have concerts there too. Yeah. I know Arctic Monkeys played a concert there. And I was like, Are only what? famous people buried there? I, or like 
probably famous and good. rich. Yeah. You could buy your way in there probably. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. That is very odd. Yes. <laughs> but they're sitting there, they're, you know, having their picnic and Buffy's talking to Angel about like, yeah, I got into Northwestern, but you know, I'm not going to go. I'm going to go to UC Sunnydale. I got to stay here and, you know, protect the world. Yeah. She says she's wanting to live on campus because she doesn't want to. Yeah, she doesn't want to travel. Be uncool. It's far enough away that she can't come home every night. But she also said it's close to where you live, Angel. Yeah. So where is Angel's place? Because she's bounced from school to there and back. Yeah. In like a one day. Yeah. (laughs) She's gone to the bronze, back to his place, to the bronze. If it's like, I don't know. if I have to look at that map that someone sent us, Angel has to move. Like I don't know where the Angel series takes place, but he has to move. It has to be Los Angeles, right? It has to be somewhere else. It has to be. It has to be a major city. Because if it's still in Sunnydale and he's like right there, <laughs> you just keep bumping in there. He's like, "Oh, sorry, Buffy. Like, Wait, are you are you solving this crime or I, I'm solving? Yeah, it. so weird." But then they start talking about how, like, evil the mayor. Like, hey, that shit with the mayor, that was pretty crazy, huh? And, you know, all those points he was making, they were, that was a bunch of bullshit, right? You know, you know whatever. Mean, even what though does he know? Even though we've both made these points separately to each other before. Yeah. Like, you know, what does he know? He's just a big, dumb, evil guy. Yeah. You know, what does he know about relationships? His only relationship has been with evil. evil. It's like, he just told you about how he was married for forever and watched his wife die. Like he had a relate like that's that was a very sad thing that the mayor revealed. He was like, dude, I watched it happen. It was fucking it was terrible. She got seen out. Um, but they're like, what does he know? We're you know what? Fuck the mayor. Mayor doesn't know shit about our love. We're gonna be all right. And then Angel's like, Yeah, we'll be okay. And then it's a close up of both of their faces and they both look like we're fucked. <laughs> yeah, like, you needed the mayor to tell you this? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Also, I thought they were on a break. <laughs> they were. On I a, thought they were on a break, dude. They they were on a break until she was like, "I'm so jealous. I'm going to go spy on them." Dude, they were on a break at the end of episode seventeen. Mm-hmm. Then Buffy gets mind reading powers, and it's like they're back together again. Like this is so stupid. They had no break. Yeah, it was just my girl though, right? (laughs) Fucking angel, dude. You know what this episode was really missing now? A little bit of Jonathan. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little sprinkle of Jonathan in every episode. Um, A little follow-up of the Giles uh, Joyce. Oh, no, I don't think they're ever going to bring that up again. No, no, just the mom. Like, the last episode ended with Buffy being pissed that Giles slept with her mom. Yeah. I don't know, man. I it's gonna they're gonna bring something up again. It might get brought up again, but I don't think ha- it, he's gonna do it again. You think that they're actually gonna get like in a relationship, like oh, dating, yeah. dating? It's not a lot of single, non-demon women. As Sander, as Sanders, is it? It's hard finding them. You're right. It's gonna be tough to have bring in an additional character <laughs> for Joyce to date. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they probably. I mean, Joyce was dating, dating a, a evil robot. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. 
Giles was dating a, a, a cyber pagan witch or whatever. What a wicked. I mean, she's a babe, though. Oh, yeah. But like she wasn't normal. True. <laughs> she was from she was from the village that made Angel Angel. <laughs> yeah. Very fair. Like, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's uh, the episode, everybody. That is choices. Uh, you got anything else to say here about choices, Vance? No, it's a it's a pretty okay episode. I, you know, the mayor's fun. The yeah, mayor's the mayor's fun. great. Yeah, um, I'm gonna be sad when he's gone at the end of the season. Yeah, because they're definitely gonna kill him. Yeah, you know what I was thinking too is like I know Spike comes back, mm-hmm. but it doesn't seem like we need Spike. Like it doesn't like it's like we had him love him while he's there. But they've had a whole season without him. Yeah, and, and it's not like it like it got worse. No, like it's not like I'm like missing like I like I missed Spike for a minute when he was like at least in a wheelchair, not doing anything. So he's like kind of there and neutered. But when he's just not there, it's not like we have we have Mister Trick, we have other villains, we have random stuff happening. The mayor, I'm like, okay, I'm fine. It's not like. Yeah. It's not like this void where I'm like, where is Spike? I think once the mayor's gone and Angel's gone, we're going to well, need to pick up Spike. Abs- absolutely. But I think it was like reported on that like basically like the studio wanted Spike more than Josh yeah, Whedon yeah, yeah. wanted Spike. But like, did they say, hey, you can have a whole season without him, but we want you to bring Spike back? <laughs> Yeah, they're they're. I wonder what the perception of this like with the studio. They were like this se- this season without Spike sucked. Yeah, <laughs> you know, did they look at season three like this is bullshit? Where's Spike? And all of everybody on Discord's like season three is the best. Like or like everyone's always talking about season three as being the best season. Yeah, one of the or best. before we start before we started season three, it was like we were hearing a lot about how people like season three. Yeah. It made me paranoid for the rest of the show. <laughs> I remember when people were like, "Season three is my favorite." Season three is my favorite. I was like, "Wait a minute!" And it might have We've the got, least. Of, it might have got a, four more seasons. <laughs> yeah. It might have the least amount of spike in it too. Yeah, season one. Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Vance, next episode titled "The Prom." You think they're going to go to prom? No, <laughs> I think I think this will be graduation. <laughs> <laughs> i saw the little thumbnail for the next episode it's xander in a tuxedo so um, looks like shit's gonna go down at the prom maybe i had a random thought while we were recording this and i was thinking what was the deal with scott hope why did scott hope ever exist in the show <laughs> and i'm wondering if he'll show up at the prom yeah he's at the prom with uh who, who could he be with Amy the witch who turned yeah, back the from the rat. Could he be with that ugly girl that uh, Buffy was cheating off of that was jealous Oof, of Buffy or whatever? You have been ripping her. You calling her egghead? Now you called her <laughs> ugly girl? Wow. They intentionally made her look ugly. Like they did her that lady no favors. They like curled her hair like it was the 1940s and dressed her like a 1940s like uh like home ridden wife. She would never date Scott Hope because she's better than Buffy. Mm. <laughs> True. <laughs> she can do flips if she wants. Maybe she'll be like, see, I got Scott Hope. <laughs> and Buffy's like, I didn't want, I don't want Scott Hope. <laughs> She's like, who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She shows up with that guy, Owen, that wanted to watch all the death yes. and shit. <laughs> oh, I will say Larry will bring a guy to the prom. Oh, who's he going to bring? Larry's going to be dating some hot dude. 
Dude, he's going to be with Percy West or Hogan. Percy West or Hogan. That would be great. I don't think Percy's gay. I think Hogan could be. Yeah, because he was. He said hi to Xander, and there's rumors <laughs> of Xander being gay. <laughs> Xander was wearing a tight yellow sweater, <laughs> and they're like, "That's the only way it makes sense that Xander dated Cordelia because she's yeah. gay and she was doing him a favor." It was uh, what's a Easy beard? A? What's that Easy A movie? I think that's what that's about with uh, oh, Emma Stone. With- I didn't see that movie. I didn't see it either, but I think she... I don't know if that's what happened. He's either nerdy or he's gay, and she's... So Cordelia was Xander's beard. That's the rumor going (laughs) around. (laughs) Hell yeah, dude. Or or it's something to do with, like, uh, Oz's bandmate, his his lead singer guy, who's been in a lot of stuff. He'll be be dating someone. He'll be at the prom with someone. No, they're going to be playing. No, they're going to be prom. playing, aren't they? they and the prom is going to be at the bronze. <laughs> 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 the only venue. The only venue. <laughs> and the only band that they can get. Yeah. Uh, Sounds like they're playing with plump Polish sausages taped to their fingers. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Oh, man. Well, that is it, everybody. Thanks for listening. Please. Sign up for our Discord, sign up for our Patreon, or subscribe, rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Remember, you leave a nice review, we shout you out. We That's shout you out. Screen name and all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one will know who you are except for you, you and yeah. us, maybe, potentially. Um, and you, then you can share the podcast with your friends and be like, see? See, I got shouted out on Boys Watching Buffy, who's the coolest kid in school now. (laughs) Those two two random guys know my screen name. Yep. Um, Yeah. um, Follow the Instagram at Boys Watching Buffy. If you want to write an email, boyswatchingbuffy at gmail.com. And please stay tuned for the next episode when we talk about the prom. Why couldn't you be dealing drugs like normal people?